Welcome to the Process Podcast. From new agent to broker owner. My name is Travis McClure. This is my co-host, Preston Guyton. Welcome to the Process Podcast. This is Travis McClure, along with my co-host, Preston Guyton. Preston, how you doing today? Good, man. Good. I uh, took it off running today because I ran extra far yesterday because of an audio book you told me to listen to. What are you What are you listening to now? Uh, Cameron Haynes. What is it? Indoor? Is Indoor. It? That's it. Yeah. Ah. I just, I, I know the name of the author and yeah, it's a really good one. Yeah. So I, I was on like mile four and I was like, yeah, he's talking about running 50 miles. So I'm like, man, I got to go a little bit farther. <laughs> <laughs> four miles don't stack up. Don't hurt yourself. Yeah. All right. I want to introduce our guest today is Dan Corcoran from Follow Up Boss. Dan, how are you doing today? Yeah, doing awesome. I follow Cameron on Instagram and yeah, yeah he looks like he's a hardcore <laughs> runner and hunter and all the stuff he does. Yeah, his his story is is amazing. It's 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 pretty he he shares some insane things in that audio in the book or whether you read it or you listen to it. It's um yeah, it, it makes you feel lazy no matter what level of athlete you're at. I definitely questioned whether or not I was working hard enough at anything yeah. after listening to that book. He lives down in Medellin. Uh, Nelson is his name. He actually runs Agent Fire, another product in the real estate space. They build websites um, for agents. And um, he just released a video on YouTube of his daily routine. And it's, it's pretty nuts. I'll send you guys later. He has like four showers a day because he's doing like, I don't know, boxing and salsa dancing and like all this just crazy stuff. And I'm, and same thing. I watched it. I'm like, man, I'm not doing enough stuff. I need to get some <laughs> boxing and running and things in there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, Cameron Hage, one of the things he talks about is, is sometimes in the morning, he'll just before work, he'll wake up and run a marathon and then get ready to get to work. So he wakes up and starts running what three in the morning. Yeah. And yeah, we'll run a marathon distance and then get ready and go to work and then come back home after work and work out. It's nuts. It's crazy. It is crazy. And it, you know, I think about like running a marathon, you train, there's people like literally you, there's 16 week training programs for a single person, like run a marathon. And for him, it's part of his, he runs like three a week. This guy, you just think about like, how do you, it just makes me think like the human body literally is capable of anything, anything you put your mind to it. But Dan, let's talk about follow-up boss. That's a tool precedent I've talked about in other episodes as a company here, Palms Realty, Easy Home Search. We're extremely passionate about our agents use it day in and day out. Tell us the story of follow-up boss, Dan. How'd you get started along that path of follow-up boss? Yeah, so I, I guess like most entrepreneurs, you know, like back in the day, I was working with someone and I, I kind of like identified maybe like, I wanted to do my own thing. So I was kind of like working for someone, but I was really like learning a lot of stuff um, in that job, you know, like about marketing and online marketing and systems and just, you know, just general business skills, I guess, as well. Um, so I wasn't making a lot of money. And then this was sort of uh, around 2010, 2011, when really I thought, okay, like I, I just, I'd been reading a lot of like content online, you know, listening to guys like Tim Ferriss and, you know, a bunch of other people like uh, Basecamp guys and stuff like that. And I was kind of like, well, you know, not getting any younger, but and I don't think I want to work for someone, you know, forever. So like, let's, let's sort of give this entrepreneurship thing more of more of a shot. And so, yeah, that, you know, my plan was to kind of quit my job and go and travel in um, Europe essentially. And I didn't have much of a plan beyond that. And uh, my co-founder, Tom, who I actually used to work with, 
He's like, damn, why don't we start a software company? And, uh, you know, I was like, okay, I've got nothing else really going for me work-wise. Like, let's, let's, let's give it a shot. And I knew he was an awesome engineer. Um, and so I just thought it was a great opportunity that actually bought like this thick book on, on like PHP on like how to code. And I'm just like, I'm not going to be needing this <laughs> bad boy anymore. Um, so I kind of knew I wanted to sign in the software space, I think. Um, and then, yeah, we just, we, a kind of original idea was like, we saw at the time there was like Salesforce for like enterprise. And then there were things like Infusionsoft for small businesses, but it, it really like too confusing of a product. It was more aimed at like internet marketers at the time. And like, you know, people doing advanced email marketing, things like that. It, it was way too complex for like, you know, like to say the average real estate business or, um, you know, any small business really, like you would need a consultant and all this kind of stuff. So we just thought like there must be something where, you know, it's not enterprise and it's not complicated. And it could be simpler. And then a lot of the simple solutions we saw out there were too simple. Like you couldn't even search by email address, like crazy stuff like that. And so we just thought there has to be something in the middle there where like, you know, we can, we can solve a lot of these problems small businesses are having without sort of making it so complicated that, you know, they're not going to be able to set it up or, you know, use it and that kind of thing. So, so what led you to the path of, okay, we have this idea for a business. Let's find our perfect customer real estate seems like the perfect uh, customer for us to market this to. Like what led you down that path? Yeah. So we, we kind of had been building it for about six months and, you know, I was kind of traveling a fair bit at this time in this time. And like, so it wasn't like, let's say a hundred percent, like just working on follow-up bus every day, but like um, still definitely working on it, but we, we didn't really have any customers. Right. So it's like, we didn't really have anyone to like, you know, serve or do customer support for. We kind of had the start of this tool um, which, which itself, because development takes a long time, it was also pretty basic, you know, like there was no reason really that anyone would switch from their current CRM to like what we had. Um, so I think what I really identified was like, we needed to niche down and find like a niche we could serve like real estate. Um, and we ended up doing a course called the foundation, which they teach a lot of sort of like product development skills and understanding what the market wants, you know, because a lot of entrepreneurs, I think the mistake they make is they build what they want, you know? So let's say like Preston likes running. So he builds like a running coaching business or something, but like maybe people don't want to learn that. Maybe they want to learn how to like make running. more money. <laughs> I don't. Like I'm learning to like it, but yeah, that's, that's uh, not, 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 not for me. <laughs> All right. Preston maybe likes yoga or something more, but like people just, people just start things that they like, you know, but right. there may not necessarily be a market for that. Like people may like uh, boxing more in your suburb or whatever. So, you know, you just got to decide. I think that's like a mistake people make. And so really what then I tried to do was to talk to a lot of people in the real estate space and understand what their problems were. And so like, you know, I'd be trying to get in contact with them, um, you know, through just like sending them an email saying, hey, like, I, this is what I'm doing. I'm trying to solve problems in this space. I'm, I'm thinking of building a software. Can we just chat for like 20 minutes? And, you know, I just want to find out a bit more about your business. Like, I'm not trying to sell you anything. So that's, that's a big difference is like, you're not trying to sell anything at this stage. Your only goal is to learn from people what their problems are. Right. And yeah, after talking to like maybe 10 people, just randomly one guy, um, emailed me one day. His name was Marty and he was from Lake of the Ozarks. So I don't know if any of you guys watched that show Ozark, but I thought that was pretty funny. And um, he's like, 
Dan, like my biggest problem is I'm paying for all these leads online from like Zillow and realtor.com and I'm sending them to my agents. And then I have no idea what happens after that. And then, so once like you emailed me that I'm like, Oh wow. Like that sounds like a pretty big problem. Right. Cause it's painful. Like you're spending money. Um, you have no visibility, you, you know, you kind of feel bad cause like you're getting that bill every month, but you don't know if any of those deals are closing. And in reality, like there was just, yeah, total lack of follow-up really happening. Um, and so, yeah, you know, once we sort of, I, I don't know, like to me, then I sort of started doing like a lot of research, like, well, what else is there out there in the market? So I'd be talking to people and like, okay, you're, you, you say you're paying for top producer, which is probably the biggest CRM at the time. And then every single person, I, like I would be like, okay, just tell me how you use it or like, you know, what you like about it and just, a lot of people just never use it. Like they just kind of laugh. They're like, Oh, I logged in like two months ago. And, you know, so um, basically, yeah, I just sort of realized, well, that's also like a really positive sign that people are paying for something and they don't even necessarily like, it's not necessarily solving the problem that they have. Um, so that, you know, that's a really good like validation that if I could build something in the space that even was a little bit better, right. Then you would think that people would also want to pay for that. So yeah, just doing a lot of research then. I also did some research into like, you know, the public companies like Zillow and so on, just to sort of understand like how big is the market? Like how, how much, you know, how many leads are these guys selling to real estate agents? And um, yeah, so, so there's a lot of just talking to people and then research and then, yeah, just looking what else is out there. And yeah, I just really didn't find much for doing what we do, which is kind of like really bringing all the leads into one place and you know, now 10 years later, there's lots of systems that can do that. But at the time, it was very, very rare. So that start, you started, what, 2012? Is that right? Uh, 2011. So it was like oh, that man. year, like, again, we probably didn't have any customers. Maybe towards the end of the year, I think I got a few people on the system just testing it. Um, Tyler is actually uh, a broker up in Ohio. He was actually our first, like, I think, tester and also customer. Um the original guy that actually gave me the idea, funnily enough, he didn't sign up because we, did, we just weren't really ready at that time. So, um, but he signed up like five years later. So I thought that was also kind of cool. But yeah, 2011, but yeah, we just didn't really, you know, 2012, we definitely started getting a few more customers and kind of like we're talking about with podcasts, right? Like it starts very slow. You know, it's like me and my wife are literally celebrating every customer we got. We'd be like, all right, we're up to nine, you know, we're up to 12. Like, so... <laughs> It was, uh, yeah, you know, it starts off slow and then, you know, picks up steam. So the the initial one, the um, follow-up boss, how, how many, there's been follow-up boss one, two, when did, because when I joined, it was the older version. I don't, I think it might've been 2015, maybe. When did it switch over to the newer version? Uh, I think 2016, but I yeah. could be wrong on that. Yeah. yeah. So that's because I remember I might have been 2014 when I joined, but it was it was funny, like looking back and, and seeing some of the complaints, you know, when it switched to the the newer version, it was like, oh, the other version was so much prettier. It had more color. I don't know if you remember those or not, but I just remember. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> it's like it's oh. definitely. Yeah. So you had this classic version of the software and a lot of people were used to it. And like, I think, you know, it's like when Facebook changes their design, like everyone's really mad. I think what we did was kind of probably a mistake because we actually let people toggle back and forth. So you could go into the, the second version, then you I could just come that. back to the classic. And so I, the problem with that approach is people just want to stick with what they're used to. So even if there are some benefits to switching, 
Um, so if I did it again, I would make it more of like, okay, you can switch or you can stay on the current version, you know? And honestly, to this day, there's still a few people that use that classic version. And, um, you know, it doesn't have anything in there really like texting, calling, you know, but again, just people, you know, if it's solving a problem for them and they're used to that workflow and they're happy, like, then that's cool. You know, I don't think there's any need to take it away from them. So does it become an issue like updating both of those systems or not really? Not really. So we, I mean, so we, it's actually the same backend. So we didn't rewrite the backend. We only re rewrote the front end. So that's why you can switch so seamlessly between one and two, right? Cause it's, it's all the same data on the backend. Um, so yeah, it's, it's really like not much work, uh, if any, to on a monthly basis. Yeah. Okay. So as a, as a business owner, what kind of things did you learn over the years? Cause follow boss then kind of took off and it's grown pretty quickly. What kind of things did you learn as the company grew as an entrepreneur? Yeah, I think, you know, I'd never really had a management. I didn't think so. I didn't, I know it wasn't really a manager when I worked in the workplace before, you know, like I'd sort of, um, yeah, mostly been in like individual contributor roles and certainly like part of teams and all that kind of stuff. Um, but I never had to manage people. So I would say like, I was a pretty bad manager. And I think, I don't know, like a lot of entrepreneurs don't really like, it's not really what they're super passionate about. Like now as the company's grown, we've hired people that are actually like, you know, professional managers and really good at it and they really enjoy it. Um, so I think just learning the people side of it, and I would say I'm still learning, you know, um, it's sort of like software is like this very predictable thing. Like there's some code and like, you know, the, the result comes out the same, like even if you run the same piece of code like a thousand times, but like humans have so many, you know, different complicated things going on, right? So um, yeah, you know, the people side of it, I think also, cause we were getting started, like we, um, I mean, we self-funded the company. We didn't raise like VC capital or anything. So we didn't, I would say in a lot of places we could have hired more aggressively and also hired people which were, um, you know, kind of experts or maybe they'd done the job before. I think at the start, I was like, okay, like you sound really great. Like let's, let's bring you in here and put you in this role. And um, I, I don't know, I think in some ways that can be good. Like when you're very small, like 10 people, but it can also be a challenge as well, because, you know, I don't know what they need to be doing, honestly, because I'm still learning as an entrepreneur and building the business. And then they also don't know, you know, and it's kind of like, that's not the best combination. Um, so yeah, I think in some places like we could have hired faster and also just like raised like, um, you know, like the, the level of who we were getting. But I think, again, it's sort of, that's a little bit easy in hindsight. Like, like definitely if I started another business, I would just be like hiring so much faster and really clear on like who to hire, you know, a lot, um, a lot earlier. Um, and then the other thing I think we learned is like me and my co-founders sort of had this theory of like, we don't actually need to focus a lot on marketing. Like let's just focus a lot on um, the product and customer service and like just making both of those things really good. And then people will market for us, you know, like Preston, I don't know how many people Preston's told. He was just telling me about uh, Martin who he introduced me to uh, before. Um, who is also now using follow up. So again, like I, I do think there is sort of, um, I guess that was a theory we had and we'd sort of seen it work for other businesses, but I, I guess we're really happy to see that it worked for us. And, um, you know, I definitely think marketing is super important in any business, but 
it wasn't something where we spent a lot of time on like traditional things like, or, you know, PPC, going to events, like sponsorships. We really just tried to focus all our energy on making the product better. Um, and yeah, just trying to have the best product and service. So yeah, I was happy to see that worked, I guess. Yeah. I remember you guys going to some of the REW summits. I think that's where my, maybe Chicago, maybe one there, but um you know, those, and, and for me, I like to share what works to other people, you know, so you have the people that are willing to share and, and to share what's working. And then you have the ones that are scared to share what you're using because they feel like, you know, you're giving up a secret or whatever, but I've always, you know, been an advocate of sharing things that work and, and what's, what's the best. And for me, it's all, you know, follow up boss. I said it on other podcasts. There's in the real estate space for me, there's not a better solution because you know, I could dive really deep into it and do a lot of things that I need to do. And then somebody that's not that tech savvy can get in there and use it. And it's, it's simple to use, you know, so, so for, for us, it's, it's definitely, you know, where we'll always be. Yeah. When you share like that, people are going to be willing to share back with you yeah. as well. You know, that's where masterminding comes from. Dan, I think about this too. And I think I've heard you say it before. At some point you decided to invest, invest in business coaching as well. What made you decide on that? At what point in your journey you say, hey, we need a, some sort of coach to help us along the way? Yeah. So like even um, like when we were getting started, the the course I mentioned before called The Foundation, like that was sort of like, wasn't one-on-one -on -one coaching, but it was like a group class sort of coaching environment. I think those kind of things are great because you're going through like a cohort um, with other students and there's sort of like there's some competition right like because there was another guy in there from New Zealand and he already had 10 customers and I had zero you know so I'm like what why is this Kiwi you know beating me so um <laughs> I think, I think that, yeah yeah that's what we call them the New Zealanders um we actually have a, a bit of a market for us now yeah we do yeah a little bit of Australian New Zealand rivalry but um yeah it's sort of like that can be a great way to learn um but yeah, sort of as I got a bit further in the journey, um, I, I would say like I probably should have had a business coach like much earlier. Um, I was lucky enough to hook up with someone actually from Australia as well who had founded a company in the US called Big Commerce. And that was um, like a real, like, I mean, it still is it's a really big software company. They're, they're essentially like the number two like e-commerce platform online next to Shopify. And um, yeah, just doing one-on-one -on -one coaching with him uh, was really good because he'd sort of seen everything that, you know, all the problems that I was having, he'd seen them before and he knew sort of what to do. Mm -hmm. And so I kind of, you know, it, it's always like, I think in business, you can work anything out. Like entrepreneurs are like good problem solvers generally, but if you could just have someone that can give you the answer, like, oh, oh yeah, Dan, like you're spending so much time on this because you didn't hire this person. You know what I mean? Like, let's just hire that person um so it's really good and then i also think it's sort of a mindset thing as well like i'd seen him uh that company eventually ipo'd and, and that kind of thing and so he was always setting a little bit of a bigger vision um for what we could be you know like he was always telling me like hey you guys can be a hundred million dollar company you could be a hundred million dollar company and this is when um like we weren't that and he you know so there's sort of like i think a lot of um yeah, just sort of like motivation and encouragement, which again, I think sometimes entrepreneurs that are out there by themselves, you know, like they're dealing with problems all day and customers and their team. And there's, there's often not that person saying, hey, this can be really big. Like you're, you're you know, you're, you're doing the right things, like you're on the right track. And so, you know, I think 
uh, like I liked it a lot because he was very like he was a good operator, like very tactical. But then also I do think there's like that encouragement and motivation factor as well. Um, and then yeah, I also actually had another coach um, who was also Australian. Uh, I guess where I get all my coaches. But basically, um, he ran a program called Silver Circle. His name's James. And even before actually I started coaching with him, I learned a lot from him about online marketing and business and just sort of like the fundamentals of business, if that makes sense. Because there's sort of like, there's these gurus or internet marketers. It's, it's sort of died down a little bit in some ways, I guess. But like, especially maybe five, 10 years ago, there's a lot of people that are all about like big launches and internet marketing and like affiliates and you know, it's just a really big scene. And he was sort of, uh, I think he had more of a traditional background and he was able to combine those business fundamentals with, uh, with the new world of online marketing. So, so again, like, yeah, I don't know. I do think you've got to learn from people. Like you can learn some stuff yourself, but it's often like the harder way, um, you know, to do it. Yeah. You either, you either coach with people or take some, a lot of bumps and bruises. And, and for me, I've started three different this is palms it's third company with easy home search and the one thing i have long learned is you can't hire leadership fast enough like you you know that's something for us at palms we focused on and we you know we hired leadership pretty quickly and you know we have head of operations and we hired you know head of agent training and development and we hired you know somebody in recruiting within the first eight months and and that's something that you <clears throat> You know, with any when you're launching a new company and you understand that leadership when you've been through it, or if you're working with a coach, I think good entrepreneurs also, guys, and Preston does a really good job at this. And listening to you, Dan, I've, I've listened to a few of your interviews, and I think you do a great job as well. Is good entrepreneurs are really self aware of what they're not good at, which is hard for a lot of people. Like, for, and you hire those people to like do what, what I don't have that skill set in. Cause when you don't, as an entrepreneur, you end up working in your business instead of on your business and you end up kind of too deep in the weeds of the stuff you're not really good at or not passionate about a lot of times you get burnt out. Yeah, absolutely. Like I think another thing which tripped me up is like, you know, cause I'm, you know, all of us are probably very entrepreneurially minded. And I used to think like, well, why do we need managers? Like, can't everyone just think like me, you know, like if there's a problem to solve it, you know what I mean? It's still sometimes today, like it's sort of, it just, there is a different employee and entrepreneur mindset. There's different things that they value, like, you know, employees value like security, like consistency, like, you know, all these kind of things. Um, and so that tripped me up a little bit and I didn't hire managers and sort of leaders early enough. So yeah, that's smart precedent. I can, and again, like I would do it differently, I guess, uh, in future. So, yeah, I mean, you think about it, like there wouldn't be, if everybody could hold themselves accountable and do the work, they wouldn't need accountability coaches and everything else. Uh, it's definitely, you got to think that a lot of people aren't like you, you know what I mean? They're not going to do the things where you just go in there and figure it out or do it for me. I'll just do it. A lot of people aren't like that. Yeah. One of the things I love about follow a boss especially with our company, we have a lot of tech tools and it seems like Follow Boss pretty much works with all of them in one way, shape or form. What made you decide to open up Follow, Follow Boss to other developers in that way? Because that was pretty, pretty, a pretty new concept for real estate CRMs at the time. Yeah, I didn't think really anyone had an API at the time. Uh, even 10 years ago, like, you know, none of the big companies like Zillow even had one. Um, and so it wasn't like any kind of like a radical new thing we invented, I guess. It's just like, 
I've used tons of different software tools. And so like, I kind of know what good software looks like and what practices they have. So like, I mean, most tools have a free trial, you know? And so like, we're like, of course, we're going to have a free trial. Like we want people to try the product. We don't want to like trick them into buying it or something. Um, and then it's like well, most good tools also have an API, you know, like because, um, and it was sort of, you know, we didn't really know, it, like that's been really successful for us. Like we didn't really know at the time, like, well, how many people would want to build against it? Like my co-founder was kind of like, well, you know, is there people ready to use it now? You know, because you always got to prioritize what you're working on. Um, but I kind of, I don't know, like I did see like a way for us to, um, you know, attract developers and just what's interesting, like, you know, with a business like you guys um, and sort of like more power users is that you have like these real estate teams that even are hiring developers and developing against it. Um, I think Preston, I introduced you to my buddy, Eric here um, in Austin, and he's always building things against our API, integrating, building his own tools. Um, and so that's really cool to see as well, you know, so it's not just other companies, but it's actually um, our clients, you know, utilizing these things. Um, yeah, so I don't know. We, we just we just thought like, okay, we want to be like, we want to follow this SaaS model, I suppose I would call it. Um, and yeah, just, just do as the best SaaS companies do. Yeah, and that's that's something you talk about that, like with our next, so we're, we're doing a custom, basically working on a custom website for easy home search because our traffic is getting to a point where we need to move to something. And that's something that I sent to them when we're getting the quotes on it, as far as everything, be able to log into follow boss and within follow boss, be able to change the save searches and all that. Cause a lot of times with the agents, if they're just working inside of follow boss, then, you know, they're like, Oh, you got to log in over here and, you know, change the save search. So that's something that we want to, you know, that was part of the, getting the quoting it out and everything else was making sure we had that built inside of there which I think is what Eric and something Eric, Eric did as well. Yeah, absolutely. Very cool. Yeah. I think we're starting to see a few more people uh, do that with safe searches. I think why Lopo actually just sent us like their mock-up for like what they're doing with it. And I guess for anyone that doesn't know what we're talking about, like, I guess like we can have these embedded apps inside follow-up bus. So like your agents don't even need to go to a different system. They can um, like one of the integrations is like with AM cards. So you can send a little postcard to someone can write a little personal message and send it direct from follow up us but that's not functionality that we built it's like am cards built that and they just allow that to show up in the right place and follow up us which again it's not like a concept we uh invented but i i hadn't seen anyone do it in the real estate space and i'm like why is no one doing this you know like this makes so much sense it's gonna um you know make the workflow way better for agents so again it's kind of cool to see individual teams doing that as well because um yeah, it really does let you build exactly what you want inside follow up bus, which, you know, we can't do for every single customer. Right. So, um, yeah, it's definitely cool to see people leveraging that. Dan, what advice would you give an agent? There's a lot of tools out there, right? A ton of tools, ton of uh, CRMs now in the space. What advice would you give an agent shopping around looking for that perfect CRM to grow their business over time? If they didn't have one, if their company didn't supply one, or if they're a smaller company, what advice would you give? Uh, go to followupboss.com. That's the easy answer. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I think there's a few things like, I definitely think you want to try and do a free trial of the, of the software that is like your front runner. Mm -hmm. um, I, I, I know that a lot of agents are time poor though. So again, if you don't have a lot of time, 
I think I would be really trying to leverage your network and people, you know, Facebook groups and just seeing what people are liking. I think that's good to include in the research. Um, I was actually going to make this, I may still do it at some stage, like a really good way to vet companies because I don't think people do enough vetting of the company they're going with. Um, so like, for example, like I'd see a lot of people signing up for some systems, um, which are no longer really around. And there's just pretty simple things you can do to sort of understand like their funding, um, like who owns them, you know, what, what's their plans? Are they, are they going to continue running the business? Are they looking to sell the business? Um, but even, even without going that deep, I think there's like just checking reviews, making sure their customer service is good. You know, so, you know, these things, I think the more you can get it right the first time, then the less, you know, the less pain you're going to have when, you know, you buy something and then try to implement it and realize it's going to be too hard or that they don't have enough customer service or whatever, you know, whatever the case may be. So, um, yeah, but I, I don't know, again, like, I th and also I think what we've benefited from as a company, again, is that sort of masterminding, like in real estate, everyone generally knows a lot of other people. So I would just you know, ask people that you trust and uh, maybe also that have a business that's kind of like where you want to be, right? So um, definitely see some people that are like, hey, I want to be like Preston. So I'm just going to buy whatever Preston bought. But you got to realize like, it's not just buying the software that, you know, makes up, the, you know, the business. Um, so, you know, you kind of want to maybe try and match what you're trying to do with like the software and someone that's already like going down that path. I think a good question too, for people to ask themselves, is when you're looking at CRMs, look at the CRM that wants to be the best CRM. Mm -hmm. You know, they want to be the best CRM. They don't want to try to, you know, do IDX listings and do all, you know, they want to be great at being a CRM, which you guys are great at. And then you have all these API integrations that they could add on and easily add on. You know, so for me, it's like, I want somebody that wants to be the best at being a CRM. That's it. They're not trying to, you know, be in something else. And you see that a lot where, you know, more so on the real estate side, where a real estate website, all of a sudden they're trying to build this massive CRM. And then the front end site, you know, isn't as great as it used to be three years ago because they put all this focus on something else. So for me, I think it's when you're asking that question, you know, which CRM is, which CRM is the best CRM and they're continuing to grow and evolve and everything else. Speaking of evolving, uh, Follow Boss has done a great job evolving over time. That's one of the things I love about it. You know, if you look, you know, if you can go back and watch old like YouTube videos or something like that from day one to mm. what it is today. Um, what's Follow Boss look like in the future? What are the, what are the plans you have for the company going forward? I know you shared some stuff, some integrations and stuff, but what's that look like for you? Like as you guys, the journey progresses. Yeah, so it's like we're really like a, a very customer focused company, so we just want to help our customers win. Um, help you guys make more sales, essentially. I, I think what maybe we didn't do enough of in the past or really, really any of, and we've really been changing over the last year is like doing more events. So we're running masterminds. Like we've got a mastermind in Atlanta next week. And uh, later this year, we've got our FubCon, which is in November uh, 8th to 10th. And it's going to be like, you know, it's, it's going to be a big event. We're going to have lots of great speakers there, um, you know, both customers and coaches from the industry, and I, I think just sort of that our goal of sort of like trying to help our customers win it before it was like very focused on like, let's just build great software and support it and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. I think we really realized though, like, obviously there's, there, we've always known this, but like, it's like, well, how can we help, you know, bring the community together, build the community and, you know, incorporate education more because 
uh, what's interesting as a, you know, as the, you know, the owner here, like I get to see some of our clients that are mega successful, you know, they've got these billion dollar brokerages and so on, um, or they're making hundreds of millions of dollars or whatever the case may be. Um, and then we've got these single agents that have exactly the same software, right? So it's like, there's no different in the tools that you've got, um, but there's like a drastic difference in results. And I think it's, you know, it, there's just a lot of an education component there and sort of like, again, like how can we help the community uh, help each other, you know, and sort of facilitate that. Um, so yeah, that, that's what we're trying to do a lot more on uh, with education and community. And then just, you know, really trying to do a lot more of, um, just building the team and building a, an even better product. So um, we're a little bit, we're about 90 people now, um, which, you know, I, I think we've just, we do have like a really good team, but it's sort of like this never ending journey, right? Like how do we keep bringing on more of the right people, um, make sure people are in the right positions and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So yeah, I don't know. We're excited right now. Like we're really focused on the real estate side of things. Uh, 99% of our customers are in real estate, but yeah, we're starting to get these other customers that are, you know, in mortgage and in, um, you know, roofing and like, we even had like a bunch of gyms sign up. There's like some gym coach, like recommending us for a while. So that, that's also exciting to see like, you know, what other industries we can maybe serve um, or, you know, maybe how it can serve, you know, international clients a bit more, but um, yeah, just, just keep evolving. Like it's, it's one thing which I, I don't know, like a lot of business books and, and so on. They're like, hey, you need to have all these quarterly goals and this and that. Definitely for like the first probably seven, eight years of the company, we had none of that. I, I like, I was just like, let's, just, you know, we were very focused on just executing. Um, now we definitely do have some more structure. And again, I think there's a reason why you need structure and, um, you know, again, like these different management, um, you know, setups and stuff like that. But yeah, I don't know. I, I think, again, it's sort of like what's interesting about advice or, or like a way to do things. Sometimes it's like relevant for the stage of a company or even the type of a company because we're remote. You know, I think that also played into a lot of like, we just need the right people. We need to trust them and get them focused on, you know, the right things. Do we need a quarterly plan? Like, I don't know. For, for a long time, like we just didn't have a lot of that traditional management stuff, if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, the educating is definitely important because, I mean, like all softwares and, and you being in software for a long time know this, most people use 20% of it, right? So same thing with follow-up boss. I mean, most people don't get in there and dig in. And in the times we're in, when you're looking at, you know, what what expenses make sense, for me, like I've, I've talked to several companies where I taught them some things in follow-up boss and they realized they didn't need these other things, you know, so they saved a couple hundred dollars a month. So that's, you know, educating people because even with the iPhone or whatever phone you use, I mean, most people only use it to what, 20%, 30%, if that, you know, right. I think boss is the same thing. Like I went into inboxes and all these things with, with a team and they're like, what are you talking about? So it's, <laughs> it, the, you know, the, the, the capabilities are that are with follow boss and what you can do. I mean, the, the sky's the limit. And I just don't think a lot of people really dig that deep into it. Yeah, absolutely. I definitely think there's some things like that, like the inbox is a good one where like that, that probably is on us to keep doing more education of people and keep telling them, like keep reminding them. Sometimes it's interesting, like building software. It's like you're sometimes focused on adding that extra feature where you really just need to go back and make sure hey, you guys aren't using these features. And so as our products growing over time, it's definitely something where, yeah, we're just more aware of that. And like a lot of what we are going to focus on as well is like 
how do we go back and redesign features like the inbox and the calendar and you know make them better and also easier to understand and maybe get more people activated and uh, using them so yeah i mean like even like the ponds i mean there's so many different things that from a you know growing them standpoint and things i have a ton of ideas for follow-up boss if they want to listen but <laughs> you know, the ponds you know there's so much there's so so many great things within there that you could just expand on where you know it's kind of like agents a lot of times they chase a new shiny object well the object's already there you just got to expand on it and make it better yeah for sure i'll hit you up for some of those ideas dan what advice would you have for a brand new entrepreneur just in general any in industry because Listening to you, I love that you say, hey, we did this, but if I could do it again, I mean, you've learned a lot, right? Sometimes taking the harder path like we all do. Uh, what advice would you have for a brand new entrepreneur just getting started today? Yeah, I think like like one other benefit of like when I went overseas was sort of just getting my mindset out of the regular mindset, you know? Because if you're just going to a job every day and maybe like, everyone around you has jobs and they're not entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. It's very hard to think, you know, you sort of do become the people around you. You know what I mean? So I would just say like, find some way to get around more entrepreneurs, like maybe meetup.com or I mean, consider moving cities. It doesn't have to be overseas, but maybe there's some way you could move within the U S um, I definitely think you want to try and get outside of like your regular environment, you know, just to sort of expand your mind to what's possible. Um, I think, you know, if you don't do that, then I think, then I think it's just it's tricky, right? I would definitely pay for education. Like if you could do some kind of cohort-based course, um, if you could get a coach at some point, you know, um, you know, websites like Udemy or even YouTube, right? Which is obviously free. There's so much like crazy information on there now, but try and do, I think some kind of structured course, I think would be good just to sort of like, okay, if you, you know, you need more sales skills or marketing skills or, whatever the case may be. I think trying to just learn it faster, I would definitely consider working for someone as well. And like, you know, don't worry about what you're getting paid. Like what you're trying to get out of it is um, to learn the skills. You know, I think that's something that, you know, I try to explain to my team and um, it's like, you know, that's what I want people to get out of working here more than anything is just build the skills and then you can do whatever you want. If you want to move up here, if you want to go somewhere else, you want to start your own business, like the more skills you have, like that's, that's future money, basically. Um, I think sometimes people are just focused on like, just too short term in general, you know? Um, so try and think a bit more long term, like what skills are you going to really need to develop? Um, and then, yeah, I don't know, like the other big thing I think is like, when you become an entrepreneur, you're really switching from like, being a consumer of society to being a producer, you know, and that's a big switch. So um, yeah, I would just be thinking about, well, how can you ramp down things like your expenses? How can you maybe you really looking at like, how can you put your time um, and money into like building something instead of just like, I don't know, buying the latest watch or whatever people buy, you know? So um, yeah, have some delayed gratification and um, yeah, just switch that mindset. I think one of the books I really liked, uh, I think it's called The Millionaire Fast Lane. That's a uh, like really scammy title, but like the book is really good. It, it talks about like a lot of concepts of entrepreneurship and and how it's very different from having a job, you know? And I think it has a few different books like Escape the Rat Race and stuff like this as well. But, you know, that was one I really liked. So the uh, follow-up boss, Con, what's, where, where is that going to be located? 
You said November 8th and 9th? Uh, yeah, I think it's going to be November 8th, 9th, and 10th. Okay. It's going to be in Vegas at the Cosmopolitan. So we went and checked out the stage uh, about a month ago. It's insane. So this is like where, like, say, Kevin Hart goes to, like, you know, do a, a comedy set in uh, Vegas. Like, this is where he'll perform. So it's not like if you just go to, like, most real estate conferences, like, there's a hall and a stage. You know what I mean? Like, there's actually, like, theater-style seating um there's this crazy like screen behind the stage yeah you can have like smoke and firework effects and all this stuff so anyway it's like it's just this insanely cool uh theater uh the cosmopolitan is like pretty much my favorite hotel in vegas because it has balconies and just just a really nice hotel so um yeah that's where it's going to be definitely block those dates i think in about the next week we're going to have the website up and let people stop booking and um yeah the ticket price is actually going to include your hotel room so uh yeah we, we just hope to see a lot of follow-up bus uh customers there i mean that's definitely like you know actually that i don't know just to end on something is like I, I could never run this event by myself you know like or without the right people on our team so over in the last year we hired two people ricardo and stacy which are just total badasses at events you know like they love it and they're really good at it. Um, but like, this is just something we couldn't execute without them um, because most of the people in our company, including myself are like introverted, right? Like we don't want to be at events networking with people. Whereas <laughs> these guys, like it really energizes them. And Ricardo has like 10 years of experience running events. So um, yeah, you know, we're really excited, I guess, about these, these masterminds and uh, you know, the big FUBCon and, I think the other thing about Ricardo is always trying to make them one better. So like, since I started working with him, we've just been moving up and up and up. And so this is kind of going to be like, uh, you know, FUBCOM should be really good. We're trying to make it very different to other real estate conferences and just almost do everything better. And that's how, that's really our goal, I suppose. So I'm going to go ahead and publicly declare because my wife can't say no, that I'm going in November <laughs> when she launches this and, and says, I say it on here, that I'm definitely going. Yeah, bring I'll, her. I'll, I'll go to, have, I, would, I would go to Atlanta next week, but I want to be in Vegas um, for a Chaplak event. So, but if I didn't have that, I'd be in Atlanta. So Preston just publicly declared that I'm also going to Vegas in November. If my wife watches this, no, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you guys should definitely come. And like I was saying, like I would bring your wives. Like there's lots of cool stuff to do there. Like they maybe we can get some blowouts at you know the blowout bar that's down there get a massage or something like that. So yeah, we're trying to like keep everyone entertained. There's going to be a lot of, a lot of cool stuff there. I think my wife will probably come for some weird reason. She likes Vegas. <laughs> so, yeah. All right, Dan. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. Uh, we look forward to seeing you in November. I think we just committed to going. All right. See you guys. Thanks, Thanks for doing this. Thanks, man. Thank you for listening to the process podcast. Have a great day. Have a great rest of your week. And here's my friend Noah to send us off. Make sure to smash that like button and subscribe. And turn on the notifications button. Thank you, Noah.